history. One, oh, one. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from the magical land of the Easter Bunny is none other than Mr. <laughs> Jam Elias. How you doing, sir? A little bit of a late Easter this year. So. Yes, yes, we're a little late. Uh, uh, Jam was uh, grabbed in the night by the Easter Bunny and is now... Absolutely. Um, and is now trying to escape his threshold, but he has taken the time... Um, <laughs> to, he, is, he is taking the time to call us just when I thought I was finally going to get a week of sleep it's just never going to happen <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> um, but uh, well welcome um, the reason we bring up the Easter Bunny is because um, tonight's episode is all about video game Easter eggs and there are more than enough in the world mm-hmm. in fact I'm pretty curious to see what all Jam and I uh, come up with, but I'm sure there are a ton. Well, I had looked through your list earlier, and um, there is quite a few things we could. But I may, there's a few things we clash on, but I managed to find some that you didn't put down. So. Oh, good. And I, I have more. I just uh, right. I, that was just like stuff that that came to mind. We'll see what we have time for. Maybe we have time for all of these. It would be fun. Yeah, um, but <laughs> it's actually really hard finding stuff that was old because obviously Easter eggs are something that's quite common on modern games now. Almost like every modern game under the sun has some form of easter egg yeah but. and there's varying degrees of what's an easter egg and what's not like you'll notice on my list i haven't mentioned anything from the mortal Kombat series and i think it's probably necessary to do especially with mortal Kombat coming up mm. um and before anyone asks it the reason we're not doing a mortal Kombat uh, podcast is because we've brought it up twice um mm-hmm. uh specifically <laughs> Both in the Brawler <laughs> episode from a long time ago, and then again recently in the Test Your Might uh, 90s Arcade Fighters episode. We covered it thoroughly enough. I told Jam, we could talk about the 3D Mortal Kombats, but those are the ones everyone kind of hates. So if we did just the yeah. 3D Mortal Kombats, I think even Netherrealm, like even Ed Boon himself would be like, the fuck's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> so I didn't want to be responsible for that. So we're not going to go that route, but... Uh, um, yeah, there is one guy out there that's saying, "What you don't want to talk about Puzzle Fighter?" Uh, actually, I quite love the uh, in Mortal Kombat Advance, yeah, which is right. Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three <laughs> for the Game Boy Advance. There's an awesome Puzzle Fighter game, uh, like flat out rip off uh, that I thought was fantastic. But uh, anyway, we will be able to bring it up. But uh, yeah, this week's episode is on uh, Easter eggs because it was just Easter for some of you out there. For the, the Christians out there are those that just want a Sunday off. Um, so we will discuss those. But before we do, we have a couple of quick things to mention. Uh, first off is uh, this weekend, I will be at the Midwest Gaming Classic. That time is upon us. It came from so, nowhere. I know. <laughs> so if you go to the Midwest Gaming, if you go to MidwestGamingClassic.com, you can still grab weekend passes. And uh, actually, there is even a Friday night dinner from 6 to 12, where you get to preview a lot of the stuff that's going to be at the show and meet a lot nice. of the people one-on-one. 
Uh, I will be there. There's also a Magic the Gathering booster draft, which I'm hoping to Ooh. become a part of. Yes. There's also a Milwaukee Brewers uh, uh, drunken uh, bar crawl, which I may uh, abandon the, <laughs> the <thing laughs> early to go join. But I don't know. My goal th- at that is not to get drunk. Plus, the following morning, kind of, we'll I don't see. know. It's it's not morning <laughs> for me, but it's morning for some people. At noon is the panel. Uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. April 11th is the panel. Uh, where me and Trick Terry Minich and Ken Sushi X Williams are going to be talking about uh, retro video game magazines from the 80s and 90s. So everything from Atari Age to uh, Nintendo Power and, of course, EGM. So that should be fun. Uh, you mm. can definitely come check us out. Uh, and, uh, Jam, I'm sorry. Uh, UK publications are their own beast. It's like the mm. one time oh, yeah. where our history lines completely split. Uh, so I will not be covering those just because it's happening in America. However, Jam could do this very same panel, and it would be a completely different panel. <laughs> it would have its own set of information, and I know this because I was really jealous of your magazines. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of them are archived, which I think is good too. So um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm gonna try to record that. Uh, I don't know if there's a good place to get the recording equipment, but if I can find it, I will do it. And uh, uh, I will definitely have just a unidirectional mic that's going to be recording it. I just hope I can get a better recording than that. Um, But it is all going through a mixing board, so I've got that to contend with. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also will be putting parts of the presentation on the website. Anything basically that was a visual aid. So, Um, But uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with those. Uh, so you can definitely check it out. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this weekend. I will be at the show both days and obviously the Friday night before. Um, so come check out the panel. Come check out everything. It's also a great place to get cheap retro video games. Mm. So, And I'll be doing tons of content on that kind of stuff. So um, also, Jam, mm-hmm. we had a video go live. It was That's called right. the Top 10 Sega Genesis <laughs> Mega Drive Games. And as expected... Yep. <laughs> we got some feedback. Um, good and bad. <laughs> good and bad. Some I saw, you saw. Uh, some mm-hmm. you didn't. And I actually had an idea as to how to respond. Uh, because, of course, Allie, one of our friends over at 42 Level 1, said, well, don't respond because then you lose all, you take the piss out of your top 10. Um, and I said, no. I think we did fair enough explaining ourselves. We provided a top 10. We provided a 90-minute podcast, which made some people very amused. Um that uh, flat out explains how we got to what we got, whether you agree with it or not. Um, And I think that's all we really need to give. However, I wanted to have a good way for people who disagreed, and many of you did, um, to kind of vent. Uh, And some of you did. Uh, Super Crackers wrote on the actual thing. He said, I just finished listening to the podcast. I'm left wondering... Were you trying to troll the audience or what? <laughs> Keeping Sonic one. 2 off the list is an unforgivable sin. To top it off, you included NHLPA 93, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and Mega Man the Wily Wars in said list, which I was surprised we got so much criticism for the Wily Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been trying to get a rise. Uh, you have to be trying to get a li- rise out of the listeners. Congratulations, it worked. I look at this sorry list and I just have to shake my head in disgust. I could go on about other games that should be included, such as Shining Force 1 or 2, Langrasser, or Warsong, Landstalker, but no Sonic 2? The game was iconic. It was probably the biggest North American release up until that time 
with Sonic 2's day. Uh, I know what he means. It was yeah. up and until, yeah. It was great. Having Tails around to keep your little sister quiet, split screen competitive. It adds up. It all adds up to Sonic 2 being an undisputed champion of the Genesis. I haven't liked a single Sonic game after Sonic 2, and I can still confidently say it should be number one with a bullet. I vote for a recount. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was thinking about ways we could handle this. Uh, <laughs> Cy yes, one also. Cy no, yes. <laughs> our only native-born Australian listener. <laughs> <laughs> of which I think that's funny because that is wrong for two reasons. <laughs> so I will, I will blow the lid off just because I was listening to the old, some of the older episodes today, and I was like, man, if people don't know about Cy one then they have no idea why that's funny. Uh, Cy yeah. one is neither uh, Australian-born, nor is he the only... <laughs> If he had been, <laughs> nor would he have been the only Australian-born listener we have uh, that's in the live chat. So I should point out, I forgot to mention, um, we are live. So if you'd like to catch us live, we are on allgames.com every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just after 42 Level 1 and just before Video Game Outsiders. So definitely come check us out. Otherwise, you can definitely check out the podcast every Wednesday going live on GamingHistory101.com. And we are, of course, on all your favorite streaming stuff. If you're having any trouble finding us, Try it all lowercase with no spaces. It'll pop right up. A um, couple people always ask us about streaming. I do know that Podbean, which is our podcast provider, does have a new iPhone app that makes it really easy to grab anything that's on the archives there. So that's one way to listen to Gaming History 101, although that's not live. The only way to listen to it live along with us, if you're on a mobile device, is um, through uh, Stitcher. We are live via the uh, uh, All Games Radio Network channel on Stitcher, and I know that's how some people watch it. Fortingard very clearly addressing his uh, mm -hmm. lack of care for Sonic 2. However, he did, exp he did mention some disgust for not having Altered Beast on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be the only one there. No, believe it or not, I got a couple oh, really? of Altered Beasts, and then he was one of many who were like, why the fuck did you put the Wily Wars on there? Yeah, um, no, I was surprised by that one. Mm. Yeah, apparently people did not like what the Wily Wars did for those games mm. and much more preferred them on NES, which I think that Fair might enough. say more for NES love and admiration than it does mm. for disgust with the Wily Wars. But mm. to the fact that it is kind of an HD remake collection, I can see the criticism. It doesn't change the fact that our top 10 is what our top 10 is, but I do have a solution. We were going to bring in Allie and Andy uh, Jam, you don't know about this, but I think I kind of mentioned something to you over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring in Allie and Andy and have them uh, be our referees and go through <laughs> the top 10 and what people were saying about it and have them chime in. But then what it would become is, first of all, that's almost solely European-based. So I wonder how yeah. many Americans would be like, well, this is all these Europeans who love Sonic or whatever. Um, the other thing is I didn't want it to become this big bitch fest of whether or not Sonic 2 should be there. Um, no, no, no. Just so we're clear... Sonic 2 was on our consideration list as the podcast proves. And the reason we brought it off and we did mention when it happened that we did bring it off is purely because as iconic as it was, and it was iconic, uh, that works much more in the realm of sales. And the fact that uh, he's right. I mean, Sonic 2 w came out in 1991 and literally pushed the Genesis ahead of the Super Nintendo in America for the only time that the Genesis will ever be ahead, garnishing a 55% market share. So Sonic mm. 2 is pivotal for that reason. 
However, in hindsight, it's the best of the Sonic games, and I think I'm undisputed on that one, but Jam, you're welcome to disagree with me. And it's still not as good as 10 other games on the Mega Drive. Even Ali himself, and he might get pissed at me for mentioning this, said, <laughs> oh, I can create a top 10 without, um, <laughs> without <laughs> Sonic 2, so don't worry. <laughs> so, More hate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, uh, but that does not make Super Cracker's point any less valid. Sonic mm. 2 is a beloved game, and I, for one, am somebody who says, no one should tell you you're playing a game wrong, and no one should tell you you are wrong for not liking those games. In okay. addition, some of the other things he mentions, uh, Langrasser, Warsong, uh, that's a slash through them. They have different names. Landstalker, Shining Force, these yeah. are notable games. And maybe to some people, a lot of people were shocked to see NHLPA 93 be on there. Um, I did not play sports games much, so when I remember a sports game, it's pretty important to me. And I think if we called Dr. Robotnik's Bean Bean Machine by its original title, Puyo Puyo, it might be a little more uh, in the zeitgeist. I don't know, the gamer hype. They'd be like, oh, Puyo Puyo, that's the greatest thing ever. There's a Sega one that just came out in Japan only, and we should do it, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Andy says, the only issue I saw with the top ten was you guys had Wily Wars, which is a compilation game. And did not have Sonic compilation, which had Sonic 1 and 2 and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Mm. Fair criticism. And I don't know how to respond to that. My only slight response to that is that, well, Sonic's 1, 2 and Mean Bean Machine were on the Mega Drive, whereas for the Mega Man compilation, you couldn't get the Mega Man game separately for Mega Drive or Genesis. Yeah, there's so. a part of me that says that. It's the same reason why, and mm. you can and should, and it's fine. It's semantics, frankly. Uh, debate whether or not I believe that if I'm going to do a top 10 of SNES games and I want to consider the Super Mario All-Stars collection yeah. mm. this is foreshadowing but we're not doing SNES <laughs> next so don't <laughs> worry um, I consider that to be its own game However, mm. I do not consider the combo cart that came out in 95 that had Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World to be a game I do <laughs> not consider yeah. those to be a game in and of themselves in the same way I don't consider Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt to be one game. I consider them to be two games. So, mm. again, it's a semantic debate, and I'm sorry if you disagree. Um, however, we give you a chance at redemption, friends. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, Jedi Slurpee wrote in and gave his top ten, being proactive about it. <laughs> and I would like to say, please, 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 Mr. Supercrackers, write back in whether you want to do... Um, a reply to the comment section on the post like you did, or if you want to write in. And this is also to the other people who additionally are equally pissed and need this remedied. Andy came up with, an, with a, a perfect ideal, and I'd love to do this as a test. But in order to do it, we need like 10 of you guys to join in. So uh, that's a pretty decent response for any podcast, frankly, for 10 people to do a top 10. You don't have to explain yourself. You can just do them. It doesn't matter what they are. We're going to read one right now, and I'd love to get nine more. <clears throat> and here's the push. Those of you who are part of Patreon, we have a Patreon campaign. So those of you who are in the $3, you are automatically enrolled to this without the top 10. However, it'd be awesome if you join in. Give me your top 10 Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. At whatever criteria you'd like, forget what our criteria was. Mm -hmm. Give me those top 10. And here's how it goes. Um, basically... Send in your top 10, numbered 1 to 10, assign a point value to each place. For example, number 10 is 1 point, number 1 is 10 points. You got me? 
Then once we get a bunch of responses, we add up all those points and we get the listener response top 10. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and I'll give you an example using Jedi Slurpees, but if you guys join in, do it. And here's the push. The contest will award you, because of course this is the most appropriate response. You can get the um, <clears throat> Sega Classics Collection, I think it is, for the PS2. Unfortunately, this is U.S. only. Jam, if you want to do a U.K. version, you can. However, U.K. enrollees, there are solutions and ways you can win this contest anyway. And it doesn't have to be U.S. only. But for the PS2, the Sega Collection, you know what I'm talking about, Jam? It was like the, uh, the Ultimate Mega Drive Collection before the PS3 version. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I forget what's exactly on there, but you can look it up. I'll go dig one up and get that for you guys if you so want that. Or the PSP one. That Either one of those could yeah, be your, your reward. Or, and I think this is what most people will want, but I just offered those retro ones out there if you're a pusher. You can either get the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, or Steam version of the, uh, of the uh, Sega's uh, Ultimate uh, Mega Drive Genesis collection. Now, I'll have to check on the Steam one. It's usually on sale. If it's not on yeah. sale, I'm not going to drop the 55 bucks or whatever they normally want. But definitely for the 360 and PS3, I can make it available. And on PS3, it's region-free and will play anywhere. So anyone in Europe or Japan can definitely get this. But that's your prize. You get to get the Ultimate Genesis Collection in some way. Uh, so here's the top 10. Jedi Slurpee's already enrolled, and our four patrons are also enrolled. If you want to be part of this contest as well, I would prefer you enter into the top 10, but you can also, and I always accept these, we will always be happy about get on Patreon uh, and dedicate at least $3 a month, and you will be enrolled into this contest as well. Um, <clears throat> so here's Jedi Slurpee's top 10. Number 10 is EA NBA playoffs games. See, he's, he's wrapped them all up into one. Uh, and all of those games together get one point <laughs> per how this works. Number nine is NBA Jam Tournament Edition. So there you go. That gets two points. Number eight is FIFA International Soccer. So that gets three points. And you get the gist from here. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says number seven is Road Rash slash Skitchen. I'm kind of surprised he didn't feel the need <laughs> to stretch those out. If for any reason uh, we come down to the wire, I may ask is him to be more specific. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think it, people just really put those two together. I did in our debate. Um, hmm. Number six is Jungle Urban Desert Strike. So he's got all three of them in there. That makes it very easy. Uh, number yep. five is Strider. Number four ah. is the original Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. Number three is Sonic 1, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Number two is Streets of Rage 2. And number one is Disney's Aladdin. Huh. Fantastic game. Mm. The only Genesis game, I should add, from the Capcom Disney world that beat out the SNES version. And I don't care what you guys want to debate all day. Genesis is the better version. Anyway. Um, you get a sword. <laughs> you get a sword damn it uh but uh, anyway <laughs> um so that's what we want and i think this will be great to do moving forward now granted yep. there is no n64 collection because if you guys haven't listened to the podcast yet or the debates or watched the top 10 video or whatnot i also was told in the top 10 video i speak too quickly i was trying to fit everything into a minute i probably did speak too quickly so i will be more slow paced next time like this pace so i can explain <laughs> not, it not too slow <laughs> yeah i don't even know i'm almost thinking as we tweak these maybe i should um 
I'm going to say less about the games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I don't know. Actually, no, fuck it. It's probably going to be the same as before. Um, just not trying to speak too quickly. Um, and I might just do it off the cuff. These were all scripted, and that's probably mm-hmm. why I also sound like I'm rushing is because I read them off of a script. I screwed up, and I had to restart each one, each recording about 20 times. So okay. maybe if I just wax philosophical about it, then I can just uh, get it done, and then it'll be kind of funny. So... Anyway, down a bit, just down a beer and go for it. It's just yeah, nice. exactly. I was also on fucking diet Mountain Dew instead of any alcohol. Uh, yeah, my wife and I keep going on these no alcohol stints when we're trying to drop like quick weight. We're trying to get to a certain weight by the end of the by the beginning of the summer. And so I'm mm-hmm. trying to drop quick weight. So I keep cutting alcohol out. Uh, and I probably shouldn't when it comes to entertainment, you know, not heavy amounts of alcohol, just a drink or two to ease my my moods. Anyway, so there you go. Um, everybody's been talking about it. So how do, you, how do you turn this in? There's a couple easy ways. You can find the top 10 video on YouTube and or on Gaming History 101. Um, if it's not on the main page, uh, you can easily find it either through the archives. It was posted in April, so it'll be in the April archives. Or you can just go to the review section find the Genesis Mega Drive. I put the top 10 link right at the top there. And as we add on more systems, they'll be there. Um, So you can either put the note there or you can hit us up through contact. Contact GamingHistory101.com or uh, go to the contact link on the website. Uh, All of those are ways you can enter. And there is a Ultimate Genesis or Mega Drive collection. Nope. Actually, you're going to get the Genesis collection even if it works in your country. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you put it on PS3, that'll probably work on everything, wouldn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. it does. It works on everything, and it works uh, in, in all... Because the PS3 will literally take the code and convert it to PAL for standard def, even if you're mm. one of those unfortunate people. I hope there's not many of you out there who are using a PS3 on standard def, but I'm sure it's possible. Did you know you can't play Blu-rays if you have it hooked up through standard def? Yep. No, I, I did that. not know that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great, so... Um, <laughs> But, uh, all right, real quick, I wanted to check the contact uh, box because I haven't in a little while. People still tend to, yep, nothing in there, which is fine. People tend to mm-hmm. like using the contact thing, which just forwards the listener mail there anyway. Um, so, anyway, so that's uh, that's Jedi Slurpees. Please do not write in about his top ten. Guys, we're not going to nitpick each other's top ten. Everyone's top no, ten is no, going to no, be different. So. But respond the best way you can with your own. So mm-hmm. N64 is our next one. Jam and I are going to be getting together possibly <laughs> even this weekend to duke that out. I don't sure. know if I want to do it on the road, though, at the Midwest Gaming Classic. But at the same time, yeah, see how you feel. <laughs> well, but that show ends. And if I'm not doing much, uh, it's just I'm me getting it. drunk in my hotel room playing. It might, uh, it might be even better. <laughs> Mega Drive games for achievements. I'm going to be playing Rocket Knight on uh, on emulator. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, so with that under, uh, <laughs> underneath us, I- I've also figured out what we're going to do for the following month, Jam. Oh yeah? Yeah, I'm deciding for us. Uh, PSP. Sweet. Yeah, So, yeah, so May's, May's top 10, uh, well, actually May, uh, N64 will go live at the beginning of May. So May's top 10 will, will open the month with the N64 and then June's will start the summer proper with a PSP top 10, so... Um, and I think we're going to just do the same format. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, because people just have a problem with the ending list. No one really gives a fuck about uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the format or how we went about making our decisions. I think I think the coming up with the 40 games to 10 was good. I quite yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that. I really hope we can do it that quick. I figured if, if we could do it with Mega Drive, 
how hard could mm. the rest be, right? <laughs> well, I'm actually struggling already to think, how are we going to come up with 40 N64 games? Not to make- there won't be. Uh, actually, that's the real <laughs> challenge. We'll enter with the same 40 games and have to break it down to a 10 list, which is fine. Mm. Um, and, and before you guys start making your fucking jokes, PSP has actually got so many damn games, and they're so diverse between the different regions that we're going to be in some real trouble. Because I'll yep. tell you, I'm going to have some <laughs> Japan-only shit on that one. Uh, but uh, anyway... Uh, so, uh, and again, we have not, we don't do news anymore, so feel free to check out the blog for, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Jam's talking about a new Monster Boy, or sorry, Wonder Boy. He also uh, reviewed Monster World 4, so definitely check that out if you've got a chance. Um, new fan translation out there on a Saturn game. I don't see that too often. And I spent 90 minutes with Bloodborne, and Fort was That's there. brilliant. <laughs> okay, Fort was there. He can vouch. Does that video work all the way through? Uh, well, the YouTube one does. It does? Okay, good. I was having trouble at work, but I couldn't tell if that was my work. I was like, oh, God, does it freeze? And I did not know that when I switch over to comments on the PS4 that it displays the comments for you guys now. Oh. Like the U- the YouTube video has the comments on the screen. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you can see Fortingard ripping me a new one at certain <laughs> points. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, so... Anyway, there we go. And Fortingard's chiming yep. in on the PSP. So, yes. So get your lists ready because we'll want them. After the show goes live, we will do the following week and we will give away a prize related to that system. So for N64, we'll see about what game we give away because if I give away an N64 game, it's going to be nothing but games that cost a lot of money because there's like 10 games that people want on that system. But we'll figure out a clever solution and we'll give away something nice. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and also watch this month because after the Midwest Gaming Classic coverage, um, I'm hitting the ground running on my three games. So I have to cover, uh, what is it, Rumble Roses, NHL 2002, and Super Empire Strikes Back. Mr. Jam, what were your three games? Yeah, my three games are hilarious. Uh, well, yes. uh, <laughs> two of them are good. Uh, Buster Move um, Arcade Edition, or Buster Move 2 Arcade Edition, yes. um, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, and Dance Central Free. Thanks for that, Mark. Thanks for that, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be covering those. I did decide that I'm going to do um, Super Empire Strikes Back as a retro game challenge. I'm going to give mm-hmm. myself like, you know, three or four hours, going to do a bunch of run-throughs and maybe do a highlight video of that and see how we do with that. But I'll see if I can beat that game. If I can't, mm-hmm. fuck it, and then I'll write a review on it. And remember, our game club game is uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. I did a, uh, a, a quick look of it. Just see how far I could get the first time around. Damn hard game. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and that video should be going live either tomorrow afternoon or the following day. Also, Jam, you wrote a uh, the price to play about uh, pricing of video games in Europe. That's a mm-hmm. pretty good read. So I highly recommend people give that a go as well. So, um, Oh, Sparky Kestrel. Speaking of Australian people, uh, thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, you want to get into the topic? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What was it about? Easter eggs, (laughs) Easter bunnies, punching bunnies in the face. I must have a hatred for the Easter bunny that I don't want to contend with right now. But anyway, so yeah. So, um, Mr. Jam, you want to open it up? Since we have no real, uh, I mean, Mm. you know, there's no real, like, we're going to just go around and just go back and forth with them and then discuss them. So, and mm-hmm. anyone in the chat, feel free to chime in with your own. We'll try to integrate them in, but... Uh, There's a lots of Easter eggs. Yes. Uh, you want to start with the first one ever? 
Absolutely. Well, the, the, the where, where else would we start? <laughs> the... I believe this is the first Easter mm. egg ever in a console game. I could be wrong. but It's the, it's the first one that's like widely known, I think, is or one, the one that most people are aware of, mm-hmm. which is Adventure on the original Atari 2600. Yes, it is. Console. Um, so, I mean, have you played this game, Fred? I mean, I can imagine you've had a had a chance to go through this game at yes, one point. I actually have an Atari flashback, too, oh, which has this on there. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. So I've, I've never, I've only played, I've only played the game through, I think it was like some sort of Atari collection of some sort. So I've never played the original um, vintage cart version of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the flashback two is actually the only iteration of that, that kind of package deal where they actually have the Atari guts in there. They're just smaller. Oh yeah. So you can rewire a cartridge slot and it will work. The huh. thing is, is that I'm not a huge fan of Atari, and and it, it comes. I think the same thing can be said for Master System and Nintendo and things like that. If you didn't play them back then, with a few exceptions, there's few games. You can see where you start playing a handful of games and you're like, this is just not connecting with me. These games aren't deep enough. It's really, you know, mm. they don't get too dynamic till 16 bit, and it makes sense. But you can see why people. It, it, and this definitely goes twofold for ColecoVision and Intellivision and stuff like that as well. So I have that problem with the Atari 2600 is that I didn't play it growing up. I have most of the arcade ports. And mm-hmm. so while it was important back then, there are a few games that really keep my attention. But Adventure is one of them. So, yes, mm-hmm. I've definitely played it. And despite just playing a little pixel that just goes around the maze. The box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, what, get, get, so, so yeah, I figure the best way we should do it is what's the Easter egg, and then if there's a yeah. hard way to figure it out, like how do you how do you get it? Absolutely. Well, the Easter egg, obviously, for this one is um, is basically the creator's name of the game, which is uh, Warren Robinette. Yes. Um, and obviously, people that played Atari Twenty Six Hundred back in the day, and um, Fred's probably just ruined the fact that we're probably never going to be doing a Twenty Six Hundred Top Ten. <laughs> oh, we absolutely will be. Already? Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no consoles safe. The only thing I did think about, though, Jim, was, and he and I will talk about this off air, there may be two or three of them where we'll have to do them solo. I think, like, maybe you'll do a series of, like, Amstrad and ZX Spectrum, and you'll know what oh, yeah. games, like, isolate <laughs> those. And maybe if you want to bring in a friend or a guest or something, or if, you know, any of the boys on 42 or something, you guys I'll can record one. that one. <laughs> And I'll just be like a, a casual onlooker for it. And mm-hmm. then we'll present the top 10. Uh, do not ask me how we're going to get screen uh, footage. Actually, I can I can capture anything on PC. So it would be emulation footage. But eh, mm. they're PCs. It's <laughs> it, it, That one's a little easier. Um, and then for me, it's like, I don't know if you've played much of the TurboGrafx-16 and CD library so I might need to bring in a guest for something like that, like again, or you know, depending on what games. So, and uh, the hardest one to do will be the arcade top ten. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's going to be a bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and that one's going to be the one where I don't. Uh, we'll see how the contest goes. I have no clue if we can have winners in that to make a top ten. But I'd love to see that experiment in action. But anyway, so. Back to adventure. Uh, we will be doing everything, though, uh, mm-hmm. within reason. Just some of them might have to be extra credits. So, mm-hmm. like the 3DO. Do you have a lot of 3DO games? No. Maybe you're not gonna. <laughs> maybe you're not gonna want to do the 3DO one. Maybe I'll have to do that with somebody else who did have a 3DO. So, 
But uh, anyway, Freeman. <laughs> Freeman had a 3DO, and much <laughs> like now, he played like three games on it, just like he does with his Xbox One. I don't think he's prepared for a top 10, nor do I think he could name 10 games on that system. He did mention that he promptly sold it right after that uh, to get his sad. hands on a Saturn. So he went from <laughs> wow, <laughs> the wrong choice twice, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, back to adventure. Uh, back to adventure. So how do you how do you get this um, this little Easter egg? Um, well, first first what you got to do is you got to take well, the bridge. Actually, to... Yeah, before we yeah. go into this list, if you don't mind, I'm gonna interrupt for a sec. Yeah, yeah, go. Adventure is a screen to screen game, so much mm-hmm. like The Legend of Zelda. In fact, that's its closest analog, really. Adventure well, yeah, is the archaic yeah. version of Legend of Zelda, and your goal there was to avoid the dragon or the duck, depending on how you look at it. Um, Get the key, open the gate, and escape. It's pretty much, mm-hmm. I think, the goal of it. Uh, you weren't explained, though. I've been, uh, For the panel, I've been reading old Atari Ages. And for those mm-hmm. that only know it as a website, Atari Age was actually the Nintendo Fun Club newsletter of Atari's time from 84 to 82 to 84. And they actually explained what to do in Adventure because enough people couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you are a box, and you have to avoid the duck, and you have to grab the key. <laughs> And you have to get through the gate. And there are two castles. There's a black and a gold castle. And there are lots of secrets in this game. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, here you go, Jam. <laughs> so, to get the Easter egg, you have to take the bridge to the black castle. Then you have to find... Oh, my phone's going off. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, then you've got to find the flicker room, uh, which must have, oh. you must have a... Yep. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you must have an item with you, though, to do this. Yeah, do you know so, why? Sorry, I, I'm just figuring I'll fill in background. Do you know why you have to have an item in order to get to the to find the flicker room? I do not. Do not. The RAM was small enough on the Atari that you could overload the RAM and cause a flicker effect as the beam was moving horizontally from left to right if mm-hmm. there were more than three things on the screen. So in the flicker room, you've got the item, you, uh, there's something else, I think the background, and then the item in your hand causes a fourth thing, which wasn't supposed to happen, and it flickers. Mm. So that's why you must have an item with you, because it won't flicker otherwise. So, so it's not, it's not cause this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, then, so you see the flicker so room. Mm-hmm. And then you use the bridge to, well, to the secret middle chamber. Mm-hmm. You pick up the dot by pressing on the lower right corner of the room. Yep. Then you take the dot to the main hallway below the golden castle. And with your item and the dot, you go through the new opening and you see the programmer's name. And it literally is. It's just like um, from top to bottom. It just says, I think it's kind of just created by on one side of it. And then, it says created by Warren mm. and then a bunch of dots and then Robinette. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, is obviously, I don't know if we mentioned, but obviously with the old Atari 2600, 2600 games, they didn't really have credits in them. So they didn't say who made these games. Yes. <laughs> so yes. this is uncommon. Um, and I'm trying to remember, is Adventure an Activision game? Uh, uh, I'm pulling it I don't know if it's Activision. Um, it might be though, might it? Because if it's on, if it's on the, um, well, I don't know, because if it's, if it's on the Atari... Um, flashback console oh, then it, uh, i have the one flashback 2 is the only one with all it has all yeah. of the uh, activision ones on it it's the only time you uh, yeah actually had it so, so the latest ones don't have them like pitfall and stuff like that here we go nope uh, uh adventure was atari so but okay. atari did allow you to have it in there the reason this was a big deal was yeah you didn't programmers didn't give their names because companies were scared they would 
swallow them up, capture them, take them away. That was mostly a Japan thing. Activision in America said, no, you should get credit, which is why most of the games for Activision, such as uh, Pitfall or whatever, and somebody's going to kill me because I can't remember who created Pitfall. Uh, hold on, hold on. David <laughs> David Crane, duh. Mm-hmm. David Crane, um, it says David, you know, like it's known that it's a David Crane game. So mm-hmm. anyway, so there you go. There's an interesting Justice League debate here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you could see Warren Robinette's name, which is a rarity. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, the next one up is Donkey Kong on the Atari 400-800, and it falls under this same concept. <laughs> Now, Jim, this what's is the, a, what? So this is a very obscure one. Yes, and it's kind of weird how you get it. It's a lot of work for very little payoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't discovered for 26 years, I should also oh, That's the best part, out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, programmer Landon Dwyer, who built this game from scratch. That's, I think, the, the biggest achievement. Mm. Uh, he built this game from scratch without looking at any of the Nintendo arcade source code. And many say that aside from the ColecoVision port, this is like the best port of Donkey Kong. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you get it? You set a high score in the game that has either a 7 or a 3 in the tens of thousands and the thousand slot. So, for example, 73,000, and doesn't matter whatever <laughs> follows it, counts mm-hmm. uh the hundreds of thousand spot doesn't matter either so 37 137 and whatever's after that also counts it just means that in the ten thousand and the hundred thousand you have to have some combinations of threes and sevens once mm-hmm. this happens you need to lose all your lives so kill yourself off without scoring any points that's actually possible in donkey kong and especially if you're at like seventy three thousand, like 100 uh, I think you naturally get points as time goes on. I can't remember if that's at the end of the level or not. But either way, even if you get points, you can die fast enough. Here's the catch, though. Your final life must be a high fall death. So where you fall from too high and die when you hit mm-hmm. the ground. Then on the uh, main screen, you set the game difficulty to four, which you do by pressing option three times. And then you allow the uh, the attract screen demo to play. And when you get to the title screen, the initials LMD will be at the center bottom. <laughs> which is the <laughs> guy's, That's it. Uh, yeah, which is the guy's uh, name, uh, Landon Dwyer. And uh, this Easter egg wasn't found until 2009 by Don Hodges, a 36-year-old insane reverse engineer of video games. How do you even find it? <laughs> it's just he reverse engineered the code. Right, okay. So, yeah. He's also the one who, I think Kotaku talked about this. He figured out how to fix the kill screen in Pac-Man. So he released hmm. a MAME ROM of Pac-Man that never gets the kill screen. Huh. And apparently that, he wanted people to use that to get a new high score. Hmm. See if you could dethrone Billy Mitchell. And, of course, Twin Galaxies at this time, and I really don't care. This is uh, a lot of people who care a lot more than I do who debated it, said, no, Billy Mitchell got the first perfect game. He got to the kill screen. That's it. He, he's it. So, I mean, good for him, Billy mm-hmm. Mitchell, for getting that. I wouldn't want to be, like, in my 50s now and having to compete with the young bastards that want to take, <laughs> take it on now. So, anyway. Uh, all right, your next one, you can go along my list or you can do one of your own. It doesn't matter either way. 
Uh, no, I'll go along with this list first, and we'll get some of my bit later as we, because we're kind of traveling through sort of the older to the sort of the newer stuff anyway. Um, yeah, so it's next not one, completely in order, but it worked out that way for a hmm. lot of them. Anyway, well, the next one is uh, Maniac Mansion. Um, is the the entire full game is playable in the? I guess it's the spiritual sequel, isn't it? A Day of the Tentacle. Um, yes, uh, well, technically, Day of the Tentacle is Maniac Mansion too. Mm. Technically, um, but nobody calls it that anymore. So obviously, so the group at Lucasfilm um, was able to fit the 64 kilobytes of memory into the program of the computer's in- interface within um, Day of the Tentacle. Um, so since Maniac Mansion was less than obviously 64 kilobytes, um, which is the RAM of the Commodore 64, uh, the, de- the team decided to put the original game into Day of the Tentacle. And the way that this game is accessed um, is you play as the kind of nerdy character who's called Bernard. Yep. Um, <laughs> and it seems quite appropriate as well that he would be the one that sort of accesses this little mini game. Mm-hmm. Um, and even better is the, if you go into a fellow called Weird Ed's room. <laughs> and Weird Ed is from the first game. I believe so. Hmm. Yes. Or and, somebody um, like him is. Anyway. And all you, do, all you have to do is you just go into the stream. He's got a big computer in the background. So you yep. can actually, if you use the use feature, you just literally go onto the computer and you literally play, um, if you want to, it's optional, of course, the entire game of Maniac Mansion. And this was actually the first time I personally experienced Maniac Mansion myself. I never played it originally on the microcomputer. I played on the PC through Day of Tentacle. I don't yeah, know about you, Fred. Actually, I have an even weirder way I played it. Really? Uh, <laughs> yes. I used the keyboard on the uh, uh, the keyboard and the not the mouse. I think it. Oh, actually, maybe I did. I think I can use. Is there a mouse for the Dreamcast? I don't know. Actually, I know there's a keyboard, but I have the keyboard. I don't know if there's a mouse, and if there's not, you can use the controller optionally. But I definitely used the Mm. keyboard and the controller more recently when I did it. There is a homebrew port of Day of the Tentacle. Mm. that runs oh, yeah, on yeah, the dreamcast the yeah yeah and i mm. played it in that version <laughs> that is very obscure <laughs> yeah. uh but again it's, it's still the same game um and that's why it cracks me up when all of these and again this is me being retro gaming snob for about three seconds is um it, it drives me nuts when you hear major gaming websites of people who have been in the industry for probably as long as day of the tentacles been out going, I don't understand why they're making an HD remaster of Day of the Tentacle when they should be making one of Maniac Mansion. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, well, they're probably going to port everything over, which means while you won't get a remake of Maniac Mansion, you'll get the original C64, which is, according to Ron Gilbert, the definitive way to play that game. Mm. Um, you know, uh, already. So I, why not just get both? Yeah. You know? And I think as we saw with Grim Fandango, these are good games, but if you didn't play them growing up, they can be quite a slog. In fact, I'm still struggling to beat Grim Fandango because I've never played it before. And I spent a lot of time jacking around, and I think I'm going to start having to look up a guide or something. But then once you look up the guide, you get all the answers. Yes, the thing, yeah. Thus the problem with adventure gaming and why I wrote that article that to this day still gets me some hate mail. (laughs) called (laughs) Adventure Gaming is Dead. (laughs) So anyway... But, appropriately uh, titled <laughs> awesome easter egg though right this was the uh yeah this was the bayonetta 2 bayonetta 1 mm. way before it's time so 
And Tim Schafer does take credit for making that decision. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, let's go next up. Next then. up. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger for the SNES. Uh, I guess technically it's also on the DS, and I'm sure they do it in this version as well. But uh, in Chrono Trigger, there's a secret room. Oh, yeah, and it's on the PS1, but apparently that version's rough. But <laughs> in Chrono Trigger, there's a secret room where you can meet the developers, including uh, Eiji Nakamura, the sound engineer who tells you to get a life. Which I think but, is brilliant. Yeah, but there are, <laughs> it, go, it goes, congratulations, you've beaten Chrono Trigger. Get a life. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, and, and here's why, when we tell you how you get yeah. to this point. Uh, there are, I think, like 30 different people, because they're all hanging out at the end of time. And it shifts throughout the game. But uh, anyway, how you get it is you have to beat the game. So there's 20 hours in the bag right there. Uh, you have to start a new game plus. Mm-hmm. You enter the gate in the right telepod in Lean Square, which if you've never played the game, that's uh, where this whole plot starts in chrono trigger um Mm -hmm. and there are three pods and only one is usable well now this one's usable in the new game plus so you get in the right telepod and you will go immediately to fight a harder version of lavos uh i believe he does twice the damage and he has twice the hit points Mm. it's a tough fight i've never been able to beat it in the new game plus uh granted i haven't gone through the game like i haven't just gone straight to lavos and done it um but if you're able to pull this off and many are uh, many members of the dev team are hanging out in the end of time area after that, and you can talk to all of them. So, cool, huh? Chrono Trigger. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And then you get insulted. <laughs> oh, did I get insulted? Uh, That's you get. Well, it's just you get insulted by the developers. <laughs> oh, okay. It, oh, yes, you do. You do. Well, you get insulted by some. I think. Uh, uh, isn't Yuji Naka involved in this? I think he's nice to you, but he would be. He's the. He's the the head guy in charge and everything. But uh, Mm. anyway. Um, So, yeah. I think that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, The Mm -hmm. developers are in lots of these games and lots of Easter eggs we'll talk about. But uh, that's definitely a good one. So, Mm -hmm. So up next, I'm going to do one that's from my own personal list. Sure. This is something that's not from... That we haven't put on here. But um, the original Toe Jam and Earl, Fred... So mm-hmm. since they did recently succeed their Kickstarter, so the fourth game is in the works now. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so it seemed, it seemed only appropriate to bring this one up. Um, so this is, I mean, all it was really titled is the hot tub level, basically. Although ah, it's, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know so how know I forgot it. this. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I just, I forgot it about it, which is, I'm sure will happen on this show a lot. But anyway, continue. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so it's quite it's quite straightforward to find this one. It's um it's on the first level when you start Toe Jam and Earl, and you can either do this um you know single player or co op. Um, what you need to do is you need to use an item, a jet ski or an inner tube, and you have to go to the lower left section of the ocean, which is on the first sort of island that you're on, and you'll find a secret island, um, basically which contains a hot tub full of hula girls in it, um, who will heal you, um, mm-hmm. and a lemonade stand which will grant you extra lives. <laughs> yes 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 which is fantastic (laughs) yeah so um but uh all right oh okay here's here's a fun one there's there's no looking for it or anything in fact many of you may have just seen it and chuckled uh but just in case in dead rising on the 360 the original um if you go into the food court which is where you pretty much find your first boss battle um, there's a shop in the food court called Jill's Sandwiches. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> Anybody get that one, huh? You almost were a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so there's a little Resident Evil love there, but uh, I thought that was quite hilarious. I think that's brilliant, yeah. I even caught that one, actually, when I played through the game. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally missed it. <laughs> but it, it just you just kind of fully thinking is almost the developers were almost self-aware of the cheesy acting from the original oh yes and capcom's very aware of that um mm. there is currently a i think we've talked about it on the show there is currently a project in the works to add all the original voice acting into the new hd remix yeah i could believe that <laughs> and yeah. the second that happens i'm buying the hd remix <laughs> on steam or the hd remaster on steam but anyway all right. Uh, well, the, well, before we move on, though, there's another yeah. sort of quick Easter egg from the second, the sequel, Dead Rising 2, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, it's only a brief one. It's not it's not really so much an Easter egg, but um, the guy you play as in that game was Chuck, or Chuck whatever his Green. name is. Yep. Chuck Green. I keep calling him Chuck Norris for some reason. I don't know why. Because Chuck <laughs> so, Norris is fucking badass, and it should have been him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So this is a, a small Easter egg, but the little biker jacket that he wears, it um, implies that it's done by a brand called IJIEK Racing, which is like supposed to be some fictitious motorcycle company. But if you put it in a mirror and spell it backwards, it plays, play, It says KG, a.k.a. KG uh, Inafune from the Mega Man series because yes. he was involved in the production of Dead Rising 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, well, he was involved in one and two. I think he wrote the scenario for two. I know yeah. a Canadian company did two. Yes, it was a um, Capcom Canada or whatever did mm-hmm. the games. So, yeah, or Capcom Blue or something. Capcom doesn't have normal names. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the guys who handled Resident Evil wasn't it Capcom Production Studio Four? It was like what? Mm. <laughs> so, but yes, yes, that's really good. Uh, and KG and Fune, we're looking forward to. Uh, it's kind of funny Mighty. how people are just not talking about Mighty Number no. Nine anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I assume hmm. it's on its way out. Uh, it was supposed to. I know it's the summer sometime. I just don't know when. But anyway, hmm. oh, Voss Five throws in. Sorry, I missed this. Uh, Chrono Cross basically has the same thing. So oh, really? uh, <laughs> I have no idea how in Chrono Cross you can go into, uh, you know, um, into Leon Square and you know refight Lavos. But uh, of course, if you can, there you go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, all right. Let's see. Do you want to do one of your own or do you want to <laughs> tackle our Mirror's Edge Easter egg? <laughs> uh, well, are we going that far? Are we going to go for that? Uh, oh, I'm just doing me. them in this order. They're not in chronological order. I've already gone to Dead Rising, so. Mm. I was going to give. Uh, I was going to. I'll do one for my own one again. Um, okay. This one's a brief nods to i know we, we did this recently on a previous podcast which was with since fossilized in the chat at the moment which was for silent hill 4 the room um but it is kind of popularly references an easter egg which is robbie the rabbit oh, um yes. appearing in the room when you when basically when you're perving over eileen in, in the little hole in the in the room mm-hmm. um you, you can see it regularly pretty much from the beginning of the game that there is a little rabbit that's sitting on the, the corner of the bed. And if you've played Silent Hill 3, you're very aware that this rabbit makes a sort of appearance, well, kind of like a bigger appearance in that game. Um, 
and basically that why why this one's quite interesting is if you keep peering at the through the room and keep looking at Eileen and the rabbit eventually um when Eileen is kidnapped or when she's not really she's kidnapped when she disappears from her room um the rabbit will basically have its head turned and it'll be pointing at you which is kind of a bit creepy when you see that occur I don't know if you had that, Fred. I don't know if you played that far ahead into it. But, uh, I didn't look and see that, but mm. uh, Voss mentioned it to me, and it was like, poop, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, if you're playing that in, at nighttime and you, you don't see it coming, it's a bit jarring. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's like someone's actually noticing that you're, you're basically peering in. It's, good. it's a nice little sort of, it's a nice little touch. Yeah, he's like, you, you're responsible for not <laughs> being here right now, you prick. Um, Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, here's. Oh, sorry. Before we, before we move on, I think some. I know some people might possibly mention this, but the Silent Hill UFO endings. Are kind, I wasn't sure if it'd be references in Easter because they're kind of. I kind of see those as more secrets, really, because they're more of a secret. Because they're an ending. They're, they're endings to the games. Those are Easter eggs. No, because they're joke endings. They're not canonical. The dog did it, really. <laughs> oh, the, the, the dog ending's hilarious, but <laughs> it's not even English. It's, it's in yeah, if you if you get a chance. Uh, Definitely go check out uh, Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3's uh, um, UFO endings. Or or you could listen to our Silent Evil podcasts and we mention all of them. So, mm-hmm. um, Which we're, we've now done four. Uh, and at some point we will uh, tackle, I think next up is Guidance. But uh, those are a little ways off. Um, but uh, anyway, yes, yes, those are good too. And again, these will kind of piggyback. Plus... Jam, we're kind of getting through my list, but there's a lot more that aren't on this list, so I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll keep okay. going back. Plus, Mortal Kombat, we've got to do a quick section on that at some point. Of course. But maybe we'll wrap up with that. But anyway, in Mirror's Edge, there's actually a really comical giant rat Easter egg. Have you ever seen this one before, Jam? I haven't seen it before, but I, I looked it up before the show. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you can look up screenshots if you guys want to, or you can actually do it. Uh, it's a short game. The game's only five or six hours long. Mm. But during the, ch- uh, the Kate chapter... Part D specifically, you're going to have a sniper rifle and you're trying to take out a target truck. And the way you can get this is you use the sniper rifle, you shoot the engine of that truck, and then right behind it is an orange sign on a building and you have to shoot the white part of that orange sign. And if you do that, all of a sudden a huge rat just comes out of nowhere that's the size of a car and just barrels down the street and runs away. Of course. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a what the fuck moment and it's perfect. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway. All right. So the next one is an in- this one's a um I don't, I don't know if it's very commonly known, but it's um did, we're going to do Doom 2 now. Mm. Um specifically the this end one's of the probably the most infamous of the first person shooter easter eggs ever. Mm. So the, um, so in Doom, at the end of Doom 2, there's obviously that kind of fairly big boss battle. Um, but if you do your cheats, if you bring off your, you have to like bring the control menu down, don't you? Just chuck this cheat in. Uh, it's um, the console, and you have to turn off yeah. clipping. I think it's hyphen no clip. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to turn clipping off, and then you kind of walk through kind of like the last boss's head, and then you see a picture of John Romero on the pike, and it's just his head. Yeah, his <laughs> severed head's just jammed there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what I found quite interesting when we read, when I, and you put it here in the notes as well, when I read about this, I didn't realize that this is actually the hit detection for the boss, so it's actually important, even if you're not cheating the game, yes. to see this Easter egg. Yes, um, like that was their hidden way they knew you were hitting the boss. Mm. Yeah. 
And basically, yes, you can, you can just basically shoot his head and then that the boss will die. Um, but I think there's also a little thing here where I think there's some sort of backwards recording playing that sort of is playing backwards kill John Romero or something from the something boss. Something like that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I forget that part of it, but because uh, the clipping was the trick we all did. But I think that is what he says or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, equally, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a secret room in uh, Duke. It's one of the secrets in one of the later levels where uh, when you're on the alien hive and you find the doom guy cut in half. You know yeah, that? yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's one Doom Space Marine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of and, there's uh, loads of ones in Duke 3D. There's um there's that one, there's the there's a Doom guy, there's there's Indiana Jones is impaled oh, yeah, right. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there's the Terminator one. <laughs> which, yep. And um, then in the new one they made fun of uh Gears. And Master Chief, yeah. Oh yeah, and Master Chief, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Power I was for pussies. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> that's the best line. Yeah. <laughs> Despite using a regenerating health, Duke. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no, uh, actually Duke does not have regenerating health. Does he? Maybe he does. In, in, in the new one, he does. Yeah, it's okay, called, yeah, it's called it's the, e, it's the ego meter. It. It's the ego meter, that's right. I need to go replay that. I don't know why I should replay it, but I need to. It's, well, obviously, this is not what this podcast is about, but a bit like with Aliens, Clay Marines, it really isn't as bad as people say it is. But I can see why people don't like it, but I, I would think, I think I've played worse. That, well, and but. I've got it on PC with an SSD, so those abhorrent load yeah. times get a lot smaller. So that'll probably help, yeah. So, um, well, the Aliens one, I want to see it because they've got that patch that makes it look more like that E3 demo. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make the game any better, but apparently it looks better. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and also there's another clipping trick uh, in Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the Unforeseen Consequences chapter, which I, I have to be honest with you here, I've not played Half-Life, so I don't know. I know it's a crime. I, I intend to remedy that at some point i know i want to play black mesa maybe we can get it as a game club offering uh Mm -hmm. but we're not there yet uh anyway so by loading uh map or if you want to you can just directly load map c1a1c turn off clipping you'll fall through the map to a black box that's through the walls when you go inside that black box and turn on a flashlight, holy Jesus, God, 1,000 smiling Gabe Newells yeah. staring right at you. <laughs> if you've Freaky. never seen this shot, it's quite amusing. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's another fun no clip trick. And I'm sure there's plenty of them. And again, guys, uh, you're welcome to mention them. And there's going to be tons of Easter eggs we won't get because there's so many Easter eggs in video games that, mm. yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway. All righty. So, speaking of game clubs, <laughs> well, possibly yep. a potential future game club, uh, Mega Man X um, has. Oh no! Got, yeah, think... we can mention that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just so people know, um, real quick, I'll drop it here and I'll mention it at the end. Uh, if you're a patron, whether you're at a dollar or hundred dollars, uh, you can vote on this. If you're not a patron, you don't get to vote. Sorry, guys, but this month's vote for what we're going to do after Rocket Knight is currently uh, Mega Man X, Sin and Punishment, or Majora's Mask. And we also have, you have the ability to vote for what you want, but those are the three games that are up right now. Um, Two N64 games. Wow. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so those are the ones that are up for, for, for May. So anyway, but speaking of Mega Man X. Mega Man X. 
you can find the Hadouken. Yeah, Hadouken. <laughs> yeah. So the signature move from uh, right Ryu or Ken or whoever else uses it in that game. <laughs> so. Oh, that's uh, Ryu's move. The Hadouken yeah, okay. is Ryu's move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Ken can do it as well, but it's Ryu's move. <laughs> so Ryu's move. But anyway, um, so you can you can unlock this move as an additional kind of extra on top of all the other upgrades that you can get. Um, but it is there is quite a few steps that you need to take to be able to get it. Um, uh-huh. And um, and having never you... played this game, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what you need to do is you do need to get all four upgrades. You need all eight heart containers, all four sub tanks. Um, but you don't need them to be full. You need to defeat all eight bosses throughout the game. You need to enter the armadillo man stage and get to uh, bleh, and get more than six lives um but you can i believe you can um, use the bat at the beginning to boost the, the lives and have yeah, the, there's a as, fat bat yeah. that i guess allows you to get a bunch of extra lives mm. and then when you're rushing through but then finally after you've done all of that when you're rushing through the final platform or through the mine at the end um you dash jump off basically I, i've seen this bit happen before on, the, on a speed run where um, you're kind of like on this little like minecart kind of thing, and then you have to d- jump off that and dash at the same time um, to this very high up platform, and then you will see um, what's his name, Doctor Light. That's it, and he's dressed as Ryu, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he's got like the headband and everything, and then he gives you the Hadoken. But the Hadoken is not just um, you know like a, a cool little extra; it's a one hit kill move in the yes. game. <laughs> so even for the last boss, <laughs> so, I know. Right? So yeah. So it's pretty badass. So it, it is a it's a cool little Easter egg that's worth getting. Uh, yes, I agree. But, uh, but- I think the hardest part for me is that you have to do all that stuff in uh, in Armadillo Man stage, and I've not played it, so I don't know how hard that stage is. But then once you get to the energy capsule at that end that you were talking about, mm. you have to kill yourself or quit and go back and do this four more times. <laughs> Yeah, 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 of course. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I need to say, if this does make our next game club, I don't think I'll probably be obtaining it. We'll, we'll see. I'll try, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know when the uh, Watch Out for Fireballs guys did it, they didn't either. So mm. um, it, it, there's skill involved in it, so that's one part. So, mm. um, so. And, and everyone's freaking out over me not playing Half-Life. That is a crime. Uh, I will say, I have started it before. Uh, what, what is the part you get? There's a certain part you get to... Um, there's a certain part you get to uh, um, in the beginning. I think it's the first boss you play. It causes the explosion. You know what I'm talking about? I'm seeing circumstances. Come. Is, that the, is that the part? Okay, then that's where it is. Mm. And... Uh, Everybody's saying I should play the old one, and I'm going to like it. <laughs> I do have the PS2 version, and if you've ever read Jam's article, uh, which you can find by going to the PS2 area in Half-Life, uh, he says it's a, it's a good port of it. So maybe I'll play that version. I have Black Mesa, which takes out Zen. And i got to say that opening of Half-Life where you're on the tram, like I've seen mm-hmm. that a dozen times, both on PC, then on uh, Black Mesa, and also on PS2. So... And Billy O'Kay says Half-Life is over. <laughs> I kind of agree. It's, it's 20 hours long. Half-Life 2 does it better. It was influential at the time, Ooh, but time words. has changed. <laughs> you nerds not doing Zen. You need to do Zen. All right. 
shitty platforming in first person is going to nah. be my bitch lover. I, I um, hate that Zen bit. The end everybody <laughs> hates that Zen bit. That's uh, <laughs> as Fortingard says. Fact, you you have to see the bullshit that is Zen. <laughs> in fact, I think the whole the Zen section became something that reviewers used to use and get started using in games again. When they say it, it's like the Zen section. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, hey. So, also, uh, way back up here, uh, Fortingard also mentioned that there were um, hidden no-clip rooms with map creator credits in Counter-Strike 1.6. So, there you go. There's some more no-clipping for you guys. Um, All righty. Let's move on. So, Jam, did you know this about Halo's legendary ending on the original Xbox? I did. I actually got this. (laughs) Okay. Wow, really? Did you play co-op or solo? co-op obviously yeah. Oh, okay. yeah i did a co-op with my wife as well uh but it's, it's very frustrating mm. halo one is harder than people recall yes i know this because i'm playing through it on the master chief collection from time to time when my daughter wakes up early and i know oh, it's a mature game but i don't think it's that big of a deal to play halo mm. <laughs> on uh in front of her uh, but yes, if you beat Halo on Legendary, there's a cutscene where Sergeant Johnson is fighting with a Covenant Elite for a rifle until the self-destruct is announced. At this point, Johnson looks into the Elite's eyes and says, this is it, baby. Hold me. And they embrace as the Halo explodes. Aww. It's a great scene. <laughs> and, and I do consider that an Easter egg. Yeah. Um, the best part is, is that in the, like you said, the Master Chief collection, they HD it up again. <laughs> so it's actually been- they do, and I, I'm trying to remember, isn't Halo, I know two or three of the Halos, you can just load the final chapter and it will go straight to the cutscene, so if you pick Legendary in advance, Yeah, you, can you can't that. do that with this one, because it's... But you still the, only have to play the last level, which I think is the drive-out escape, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you can get away with just doing that, but you can't do, like, with, I think it's from Halo 3 onwards, where you can just play the last cutscene. Um, yes, I think three and four, the last cutscene, are their own levels or something. Yeah. So you can get the legendary endings, which, uh, just so people know, um, spoilers, <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the end of Halo 3's legendary had us all believing for a long time that we might get a marathon sequel, and it didn't happen. We got Halo 4 instead. <laughs> 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 so anyway... Uh, but this is a this is a great Easter egg, and now that if you have the Master Chief Collection, uh, a good way to see it is yeah, just just get a actually the escape. You don't even need a co op partner. Just just start the final level on Legendary and burn through it. It's gonna take you a while. It's kind of a bitch, but you'll get out. Is right? my that satisfied. drive wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> you obviously haven't played it recently. <laughs> no, no, I'm not there yet. I just finished the library, which was actually a lot oh, worse God. than I remembered it God. being. Um, but uh, anyway, I do like what they did with those graphics, though. Mm, they do. They look good. I, I played. I got the anniversary version on 360. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I was just about to say. Wait, are you telling me you have an Xbox One? <laughs> I don't. I don't have an Xbox okay. One. No, not yet. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, it's cool to switch back and forth. And I know you can with Anniversary as well and see how much work they did on it. So anyway, but enough about modern games, about yeah. retro games. Um, oh, Cy1 mentions this one, and it's, I didn't put it on my list, but uh, we can definitely one, yeah. talk about it. In Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh, there is a Final Fantasy, uh, what is it, 28 poster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy 27. Oh, yes. Sorry, 27. He he did it right. I, I read it wrong. Um, 
foreshadowing Swearing thinks that they're going to still be doing Final Fantasy games then <laughs> and they probably will um, yeah. <laughs> they'll be mobile games but uh, I forget where is this is this in your apartment it's, it's in the it's, no no it's in what's his name's office I can't remember that guy the guy that hates you in, um, yes, yeah. yes 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 it's just been a while since I've played but I know who you're talking about okay yeah but yeah the poster's great um, a quick uh, Google search will definitely show it so anyway what makes me laugh about this Easter egg that Simon's mentioning is that it just goes to show that Square still can't evolve the Final Fantasy. This, sorry to go off on a little bit of a rant here, but this, the poster's still implying that they're still going to be doing this stupid kind of like, you know, cyberpunky fantasy, I don't know, that's that same sort of style they've been going off ever since Final Fantasy VII rather than going back to, to the traditional kind of Final Fantasy style of things. Well, it actually just pisses yeah. me off because... What's really going to happen is um, they're going to continue making Final Fantasy games. And even though they sold 13.8 million copies or whatever of Tomb Raider, mm. they still consider it a failure. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> Enough about bitching about that. I know, uh, yeah, so, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Jam, you want to move on to this next one? Do you, do you, or do you have a different one you want to do? or? Um, well, what my, was I thought God also mentions that there's more than one poster of um, of the in for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Why we're on Deus Ex, I might as well kind of uh, link that to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, there was there is an interesting Easter egg thread in Deus Ex Human, uh, not Human, ugh, Deus Ex Invisible War, the second game. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, this does kind of. I'm not gonna. Well, cause you haven't played it, have you yet? I don't want to spoil it too much. No, for I you. haven't. But go ahead and spoil it. But I can't. Well, it's not my. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil the ending. But basically, it is. A, it's, a, it's the secret. End, it's a secret ending, basically, at the end of the game. Um, it's an interesting. It's quite. I didn't even know this Easter egg existed until I looked it up. But it is actually quite amusing because it's the sort of thing that will link into some of the Easter eggs we're probably going to talk about a bit later, where developers have a bit of fun with it. And basically, at the end of Deus Ex um, Invisible War, you've got kind of a choice of about five ending threads. Mm-hmm. So you've got lots of different routes to go, where you, or basically who you would give your allegiance to or which sort of side you're going to take. Um, that doesn't spoil what's going to happen. But in the secret ending, and what they don't call it the secret ending, they call it the real ending in block capitals, which I think is really funny, <laughs> even though it's a complete joke ending. Um, basically, what you've got to do to obtain this is you've got to go to the ruins of the UNATCO building. Um, so people who know this game will know what I'm talking about. You have to grab a flagpole, you have to go down to a bathroom in the basically in the sort of it's, it's like down a few floors and you have to go to the toilet and then flush the toilet and then a little sign will pop up and say I'm now for the real ending of the game nice. and then you'll be then you'll be warped to a room that's like in a nightclub and you'll mm-hmm. basically see all of the various various characters from the game just dancing in a little disco and <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> but the best part Fred that you'll really like is there's these little data cubes um, a bit like in Human Revolution and a bit like in most of these games um, that have like um, text from developers and a lot of it is them actually bitching and moaning about the development of the game or about about other people. It's actually really amusing. It's, it's on YouTube if you want to look it up. It won't spoil anything. It's not going to spoil what happens in the game. Well, and let's uh, be honest, I'll forget about this by the time I actually play Invisible War. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, but if I yeah, nice. if I go. If I go back and play a game for it, I'm, I'm, this is, it's definitely on PC. I don't know if it's on the original Xbox as well, but I'll try and play through the original Xbox one again at some point and see if it's uh, still... I have Invisible War on PC, so... Yeah, so you'll be all right. I have it on GOG, so it should be <laughs> no problem. Um, well, and uh, actually, while you were talking, uh, Fortingard brought up uh, the Guy Savage uh, sequence in Metal Gear Solid 3. 
Are you familiar with the Guy Savage dream? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's loads of Easter eggs in Metal Gear, though. We could do a whole podcast probably on uh, There Gears. is, but Guy Savage <laughs> is the one I think a lot of people don't know about. Do you know about yeah. Guy, the Guy Savage it's dream? The, it's the one in the prison, isn't it? You go yes. to sleep, and it's this. It's basically foreshadowing. Well, some people think it's foreshadowing to revengeance kind of thing. Yeah, uh, rising revengeance. But, uh, what the hell? What it is is it's, it's, it's a hack-and-slash minigame where, you know, basically... Um, uh, snake takes on uh, vampires and the sort um, and the way you get to it uh, is uh, basically uh, when uh, snake is put into uh, Groznegrad and he's tortured by Volgan he gets dumped into the cell uh, once it's over and you're like immediately able to escape from the cell if before you do that you save your game it tethers it as a uh, as a uh, dream save and then you can just keep it in the slot if you ever want to play the game and uh uh then uh when you reload the game it will load into this sequence where you're talking to paramedic and paramedic will mention the movie dracula like many characters in this and many other metal gear games do and uh snake will fall asleep and he'll have this vampire based uh, nightmare so uh the other thing is a dream save is red so uh if you see uh if you see the uh oh the flower in the front of the gun is is red instead of white which is when you're on the ps2 memory card if you look at the save i'm sure the same is somewhat true for the hd collection but usually you'll just know where your dream save is but uh anyway it's a cool little mini game um i was never very good at it probably shocks nobody (laughs) um but uh but yeah i uh i knew about it uh and again there's there's some other fun ones but uh um but yeah so moving on to the list i gotta talk about this one this is a sega cd gem <laughs> yep <laughs> which is uh so do you remember the game earthworm Jim came out on the snes and the sega genesis in mm-hmm. 1995 i want to yeah, say it came out early that year like march and it was on track uh, to do um very well uh it was getting lots of praise and uh, uh, many people were talking about it for Game of the Year. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Lots of people liked Earthworm Jim. Oh, bless them. Critically. Critically, <laughs> I should point out. Mm. Critics. And then, much to their chagrin, a little game starring a monkey and his family by Rare came out called Donkey Kong Country and completely fucked their chances just... of ever winning Game of the Year. Which, well, to think... be fair, Earthworm Jim is not a worse game. In fact, Donkey Kong Country may not be as good. But again, talking shit on Donkey Kong Country, which we'll do next week. Um, <laughs> it's going to get all the people who are all fucking ass hurt over, over how great that game was in their childhood. That game was a magical step of technology. However, mm. um, at its core, it's not that strong of a game. Uh, both Earthworm Jim and Donkey Kong Country are good games, but uh, anyway, it, it destroyed Earthworm Jim's chances, and they never quite forgot about it. <laughs> so on the Sega CD port that came out just after that, uh, they put in a bunch of little Easter eggs, one of which is a, an Asteroids game hidden in the game. I think it, that's in other versions. But also, uh, they had some different heads that Jim could have instead of his usual, usual Earthworm Jim head. 
And one of those is a little monkey that looks just like Donkey Kong with an arrow jammed through his skull. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, how you get that is you pause the game and you enter down and C, B, A, 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 B, C, B, A, 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 B, C. You can look that up if you want to find the code. But basically it's down and C, B, four A's, B, C, B, five A's, B, C. Another one that takes a lot less typing uh, and is also fantastic is the Ronald McDonald head, which is pause and type in C, five A's, B, C. So there you go. There's a lot of other codes for this. Uh, Jim can get this really awesome afro. Uh, <laughs> and then you can have different codes for different colors as well. Um, Rageinator says the Earthworm Jim games are on Steam. Yes, and I don't know and if you can unlock those masks. I don't know what port they're using. So They're also on GOG as well. Okay, and it's doubtful that they're using the Sega CD port, but mm -hmm. the team could have always retroactively put the Donkey Kong in there. I don't know what you would push. Maybe you can actually push the keyboard buttons to that. I don't know. But mm -hmm. uh, in the Sega CD port, that's how you do it. And it's a fun little Easter egg. Thought it was funny. <laughs> anyway. All right. Next up. Next up. This is a cooler one. Um, I, actually, I actually remember seeing this as well when I played through the game, which is um, the Genesis version of Latin, which we briefly mentioned earlier. And it was um, one of our listeners' top number one. Jedi Slurpee's like number one Genesis Mega Drive game of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this, this literally says basically just in level two, um, you're kind of walking through the desert and you get to come to a little clothesline. And on the clothesline is a pair of Mickey Mouse ears. And um, if you line up Aladdin just about right, so it looks like that he's wearing them, you'll get you'll be uh, rewarded with one up. Um, what was quite interesting when I was reading about this is that uh, they said that for the time, um, having Mickey Mouse ears is actually a common Easter egg, not just in video games but also in um, the, the films as well. So mm -hmm. this yep. is something that was trying to like implement everything. And apparently, there is a pair of Mickey Mouse ears in quite a few of the um, Sega get not, not Sega games on the other games as well that were released um, for Disney. Um, but I've I've not. I think this is like the most obvious one that you can see. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, uh, while we're on this topic, uh, mm -hmm. there is one in um, uh, Gremlins. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, in the movie Gremlins, they secured. And I don't know if this is a shadow game or if it was done on purpose, but it seems a little too close to home to not be on purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, they had to work with Disney to secure the rights to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves for the theater scene. And okay. when they did, I guess they got this Easter egg where in the in the when the mom is looking for the gremlins, when she's making cookies in the uh, kitchen, she uh, the, the eggs hatch and she calls upstairs to Billy. She's got the knife in her hand and she goes up there and you see the shadow of the gremlin show up. And if you, when, when the gremlin turns away, he, he grows Mickey Mouse ears and it looks like Mickey Mouse is walking away. <laughs> um, apparently, I, again, I've never been able to find out if that's a true, like, intentional or if that was just good shadow play. But uh, either way, uh, I guess it holds strength as a possibility because um, they had to work with Disney. But you never know. And it was Steven Spielberg. And in 1984, he kind of got whatever he wanted. Maybe mm. it was 86. But either way. Um, also rage just says that, uh, they're the DOS versions of the earthworm gym games. So I don't know if it's in there, but whatever. Um, but, 
Okay, so... Using the gun... Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, Fort doesn't tell me how you can do it, but uh, he says in God Hand, there's an Easter egg in the beginning of the game where you have a right. kick me sign on your back. <laughs> uh, also, if you beat the game without using the God Hand or God Reel, you unlock the soundtrack. There mm. you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the God Hand mode and the God Reels destroy the sign. Yeah, I think you actually start with the kick me sign on your back. And if you manage to not use, yeah, God Hand or God Reel, uh, then you're good. And if you do use it, that's when the sign gets destroyed. So there you go. But either way, we haven't done God I, Hand either. I think I'm. Gonna, I was gonna say that's not yeah, what we need to get to. That's another Game Club one up for a uh, vote. By the way, guys, just so you know, we may strong arm certain ones and not allow votes for them, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> you'll know that because we'll put up for vote and there'll only be one game on there. But at least you'll know what game it is in a month in advance. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Nineteen games hidden in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. You can obtain up to nineteen NES games in the original animal crossing through various means so here's how you get them tom nook's lottery red or villager burials uh and that is things that villagers bury not the burial of the villager themselves can get you nine of the classic nes games including balloon fight clue clue land donkey kong donkey kong junior math excite bike golf pinball and tennis two games are on the island wario's woods and baseball one of those is significantly better than the other. Uh, five games were code giveaways by Nintendo. They actually gave away the codes. Although Punch-Out! was figured out in advance by the internet and can easily be unlocked via these codes. And that's Soccer, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, Clue Clue Land D, and Punch-Out! And then the four final, known as the Forbidden Four on the fan side, I looked this up at, <laughs> uh, are, uh, require a lot of work. Two of them are US-only e-card readers, Mario Brothers and Ice Climbers. You need the Series 4 unlockable if you're looking. And remember, you also need the e-reader on the Game Boy Advance, I think it is. Uh, one is a Japan-only Famitsu giveaway, which was Super Mario Brothers. And finally, Legend of Zelda is in the code of the game. The Famicom Disk System version is in the Japanese version, NES version in the US-UK. But with the Advanced Play Cheat device, you can unlock both games in all regions. Once all games are unlocked, the save game can be copied and traded between other memory cards. So, yes, of course, online still, there's random people every year or so who pop up and go, Hey, do you have this for trade? I'd like to trade this out. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and for a long time, for about 30 bucks, you could buy memory cards on eBay that have all of these things in there. Uh, I went on eBay today. I wasn't able to find a single one. However, getting a, a, a because Animal Crossing required a memory card, a memory card came with... Which is weird because I think all games on the GameCube really required them. But it used a lot of space. I think it used a full memory card, like 59 blocks. Which, Mm -hmm. I think the Nintendo ones were actually bigger. 59 was just the freebie ones that came with certain games. But anyway, um, so you got your own memory card. Uh, There are lots of people who are selling the combination of the game with the 59 block memory card for between 20 and 30 bucks. It's not a bad price for the original Animal Crossing. Um, mm. there's lots of fun Easter eggs in that game aside from these, most of them having to do with the date. So jack around with the date times, see what you can get. Uh, to me, I said nowadays you're better off with, uh, emulation or virtual console for these Nintendo classics. So, and, oh, who, yeah. Doesn't yeah. Have, and who doesn't have, uh, 
you know, Super Mario Brothers six times over. Um, <laughs> um, also, Fortingard mentions in Ultima 7, the Black Gate, you can find a crashed uh, Kilrathi ship from Wing Commander series. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, Mr. Jam, you're up next. So the next one I pulled out, which is not this is on my list, is mm-hmm. um, you can kill Guybrush Freepwood in um, Secret Monkey Island in both games, actually, in the first one and two. Aren't they both the drowning sequences too? No, the second one's slightly different. Oh no, it's, it's fire. Um, yeah, never mind. But the the second one's actually kind of hilarious because there's a bit of a twist to it as well. But uh, basically, in the first game, this is the only section. The, the Easter egg itself is that you can be killed because it's a point and click adventure. That this is obviously <laughs> not something that usually happens in these sort of games. Um, well, actually, especially- sorry, I'm going to correct you real quick because the point and click adventure people. Sierra mm-hmm. was always known to have death states. Oh yeah, of course. And so yeah. to be counter to them. Lucas Arts always had a rule of no death states. That's why, yeah, anyway. yeah, that's probably more appropriate to say, yeah. So this is uncommon for Lucas Arts. Um, Very much so. So there's basically just one scene in the game where uh, Guybrush is drowning, and uh, there is some sort of little bit I think earlier in the game where they said one of his special abilities is he can hold his breath for like five minutes or something, or it might he be. He says 10... he can hold his breath for ten minutes. Like, ten minutes. Yeah, you find yeah, yeah, out yeah. in the tavern he says that, and then in this part you get kidnapped as part of the plot. And you get uh, thrown underwater and mm-hmm. you have like a brick tied around you or something. And you can actually test that theory. So if you if you just leave him to you know just drown, literally, um, 10 minutes will very, very slowly pass. And then you'll get a very kind of humorous message that comes up that says, oh, no, you've really screwed up this time. Guess you'll have to start over. Hope you saved your game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll get given three options. The three options will be restore, restart, or quit. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so that's the first game. Um, but in the second game, there was another scene where, again, if anyone remembers the game, this game, it's not really a spoiler because at the beginning of the game, you find out that Guybrush is talking about, he's telling a story from the past. So he's telling about what's already happening. So there's a bit where he's kidnapped and he's, he's, he's like slowly being kind of, um, kind of bathed in an acid bath and if you do the same thing as you do here if you leave it for 10 minutes and, um, and, he, and he falls to his death then there'll be this kind of funny easter egg where the person he's telling the story to say wait how could you die in your own story <laughs> so, so basically yep. it is impossible and they'll just restart the section and um, it, won't, it won't restart the game this time yeah it's kind of like Prince of Persia he's like no 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 no, that's not how it happened sorry uh, exa- exactly uh, yeah. actually no you know what the guy calls him out for embellishing the story yeah. <laughs> he goes, no, come on. You didn't die. You're talking to me right now. I know, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, anyway. I think that's an achievement, actually, if you have the Steam version and the 360 version. Oh, I have version. the PS3 version, actually, but I haven't replayed that. Believe it or not, Secret of Monkey Island 2 was one of the few games I played um, way back when. Mm. God, I want to say I played it on uh, MS-DOS or 3.1 or something, PC. Um, because I got the Sega CD game Escape from Monkey Island. Oh, yeah. And really dug it and then went back to look for the other ones. And Secret of Monkey Island 1 was harder to find than 2. So I played 2. LeChuck's Revenge. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, it's funny because like there's all these infamous LucasArts games. The only ones I've played really are the Monkey Island games. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, real quick, Fortingard says in Super Mario RPG, you can find Samus sleeping in a bed at the inn. I should also point out, if you look around Princess's bedroom, there's a part where you're in Princess's bedroom. I think it's in a chest or something. You find her panties. 
Oh god. Yeah, I yeah. heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's that one's pretty good. It's so. Japan. <laughs> because Japan. Because um, Japan, yeah. But uh here, hold on, let me let me see. Here we go. Yeah, in Peach's room, if you look behind her fireplace, um it says let's refrain oh yes. Um let's refrain from looking through other people's things when you find her panties. Oh it <laughs> says found toadstool something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's a bunch of different versions of it and stuff like that but uh anyway so uh all right moving on uh this one i've kind of talked about because i did a video on it but there's uh nights into dreams christmas mm -hmm. uh which is in case anybody wants to play it it's a christmas themed re-skinning of kind of the first two levels of nights into dreams plus the boss battle um it's incredibly expensive in america i forget jam is this expensive in europe as well i know the demo um, discs went out quite I think frequently and it's magazines. nice to dream is is not it's not incredibly uncommon no, not, not nights into dreams the christmas, the christmas disc yeah yeah that that one is relatively hard to find okay in japan like most saturn games basically if there's ever a saturn game you need if you go to japan it's like nothing um at all to buy like even police knots is like 15 bucks um but uh but yeah uh <clears throat> um oh Voss 5 also says samus is in kirby's dreamland 3 at the end of a level oh cool um not played that game but uh, anyway uh yeah christmas nights is like 17 bucks if you want the japanese version anyway to get to this easter egg it's very easy you complete the brief stage of christmas nights into dreams including the boss battle and then you can play sonic nights into dreams which allows you to play a sonic with eggman slash robotnik as the boss you play against also if you set your console's date to april 1st or actually play on april 1st and set that date because i don't know about you guys but my cr2032 is broken and it's not allowing me to put a new battery in there so i have to set the date and time every time i turn it on you can play as Rayala, which is kind of your main enemy in the original game, uh, instead of your Knights player. He's kind of a chaotic mm -hmm. jester. Um, but yeah, Jam, here was a good example. Dragon Force 2 had an uh, got the fan translation that I talked about. Mm -hmm. Dragon Force 1 got an awesome working designs US-UK port that will set you back between $1 and $200 in our countries. Or, right. you know, 80 to 150 pound in, in your country, probably. <laughs> um, whereas Dragon Force 1 can be purchased for about 10 bucks uh, in Japan. Dragon Force 2 is about 20 bucks, and mm -hmm. people sell the combo for like 25. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's how that all works. Um, all of my fighter, my, my Sony, or sorry, my Saturn fighting games, like X-Men versus Street Fighter and stuff like that, they're all the Japanese versions because they have fucking huge... Uh, price differences so anyway all right i do see fortin guards i will mention it in a minute but uh jam you want to go next uh sure oh i think i, I just went did i did i just go no no i didn't did I, no. oh i did sonic <laughs> nights into dreams so yeah uh let's let me have a look at my okay uh, yeah well we're kind of this because this will kind of link to something that Sai one was saying earlier because mm -hmm. he was talking about final fantasy tactics um oh okay. this is this is wasn't my choice but it will link him with what i was going to say but he was mentioning that you can meet up with cloud and Aerith in final fantasy tactics uh, i think you can oh, even really? recruit Cl i think you can even recruit cloud in final fantasy tactics as well but you know if you play final fantasy 7 fred I've played Final Fantasy VII. I have not played Final Fantasy Tactics. Don't worry no. before you guys freak out. I own the original on <laughs> PS1. 
and I also own the uh, what is it, the War of the Lions or whatever on uh, on PSP. So there we go. Both digital well, versions. <laughs> so. I was gonna say I haven't played Tactics either, so I wouldn't worry too much. But um, the um, you know the bit in Final Fantasy VII where you, Cloud first meets Aerith or Aeris, whatever people would prefer to call her, um, mm-hmm. where she's kind of like she gives him the flowers and stuff like that and there's a little scene just there um basically you re- you see that scene again but in final fantasy tactics you can see a screenshot of it um if you look it up um but yeah it, it's a cool little nod to the series because obviously final fantasy 7 is very popular which links into my uh choice for this one which was the uh lucky sevens easter egg from final fantasy 7 um and this is a difficult one to obtain because it is in my opinion just complete luck whether you'll get this or not um whereas if you get your character's health down to seven 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 every single move you do fred whether it's an attack or a magic or anything will do seven 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 damage (laughs) for four digit seven damage nice yeah so it's pretty actually if you level everything up, you're doing nine, 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 nine because of Knights of the round, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, that's cool. So I won. <laughs> I also have final fantasy Ad- tactics advance, but I don't think that's the PS one, one, or I don't know. They make so many different fucking versions. Hey, just so people freak out, I want you to know Cy one, and this will hopefully garner me some, some, you know, pat on the back. Uh, but if it doesn't, fuck it i think this is the better game even though i've not played it uh, <laughs> i actually went with working designs and atlas's ogre battle uh on uh playstation one when mm-hmm. uh tactics and ogre battle came out at about the same time and ogre battle said limited edition so i bought that version mm-hmm. and that's definitely the much more expensive not re-released game out of these and i still have my original copy of ogre battle which i'm very proud of having um so I think I did okay, and I love Ogre Battle. So mm-hmm. everybody talks about Final Fantasy Tactics. Nobody <laughs> talks about Ogre Battle. Meh. But anyway. <laughs> and the PSP remake is the better version. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Is that, is, that, uh, is that foreshadowing to our list? <laughs> no, I don't have an Ogre Battle thing. Oh, for the list of PlayStation the 1 PSP, games? Yeah. That's PSP a good game. question. Oh, PSP games? Oh, mm. um... Possibly. I don't know. I haven't taken a good long look at PSP games in a while. Lots of games come to mind right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. But what's the PSP game that's like sacrilege to hate on? Is it, uh, do you think it would be Peace Walker or is it? Uh, what did I hope not? Because I haven't played that one yet. Dracula <laughs> X Chronicles was shit. No, um, but anyway. <laughs> don't worry. Easy, guys. Easy. I didn't say that. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Well, uh, next up for mine. Oh, wait. I want to make sure we didn't miss somebody. I think we missed somebody up here. Oh, Fortingard mentioned in Assassin's Creed 2, the giant octopus. Did you know about this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the squid and stuff. Yeah, if you go into one of the catacombs, do you remember specifically which one? I forget. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember which one. It's but... the second or third. You have five catacombs you do throughout that game that are kind of like Easter eggs, but you get a lot of. Do you get gear out of them? I think you get gear that you turn in for like the original Altair costume or something. Mm. But either way. I thought I said I thought some of them were DLC as well. These catacombs. Uh, yeah. yeah, there were catacombs that were DLC, but this is in the main game. But anyway, yeah. there's a part, yeah, where if you before you scale it up, if you throw a knife into the water, the octopus surfaces. You know, and kind of warns you not yeah. to do that. And if you throw it again, it comes up and splashes or something, shows itself off. 
So mm-hmm. that one was cool. That's on par with, and uh, I, I I promise this isn't mine, but uh, is uh, um, in Resident Evil Four. If you go up to the bridge where the uh, first uh, boss is, the creature, and you shoot into the water, it jumps out and eats you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I've seen that one. That's a that's a trophy in the mm. HD remake. Oh, really? so, yes. uh, <laughs> I told you not to do that. So. Yeah, right. I think that's what it says, or like, don't shoot the water, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, and Rageinator, before you get too pissed off, I have played Pong. The original Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. In fact, I can prove Super Mario Brothers. I have a video on Gaming History 101 of me beating Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, the original, without warp zones. <laughs> Takes me an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you can avoid death taking away your starting gear by doing a specific jump to launch through the room without triggering the scene. Oh, cool. Um, I can also tell you that in Rondo of Blood, I wouldn't. I don't think this is an Easter egg. It's more of a secret character. But there's a part where a beast chases after you, and one of the things you can get out of the candles is a key that doesn't presumably do anything. Then right after that section, so if you don't die, you go down below, and it's like in any Castlevania game from the first one, where you're fighting the mermen in the lower level. Like, it's the beginning of every Castlevania game. And if you go all the way to the end and don't go up the stairs, there's a door there. If you flash the key and go in there, you'll find Maria uh, who's sleeping, and you can wake her up, and then she's an unlockable character. Anytime you reload the game after that, you can pick to be Maria. And she <laughs> makes that very difficult game considerably easier. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, next up, PS1. Who can forget Psycho Mantis? In Metal Gear Solid, Psycho Mantis does f- plenty of fun tricks, including making a dual shock vibrate. But if you happen to have a Symphony of the Night save on your card, he will also call out to you by saying, I see you like Castlevania, don't you? <laughs> So I thought that was pretty good. I think there's another thing he says if you have any Konami save on there. Uh, Suikoden, he says, like, you'd like RPGs or something. Okay, okay, well, there you go. Uh, But, yeah. Remember when Konami Konami had, like, a bunch of games coming out on every platform? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. All right. Hmm? Next up. Next up is the, well, Resident Evil 4 was teased in Resident Evil 3, or probably not in the way they thought, though. So it wasn't like foreshadowing to what we actually got for <laughs> Resident Evil 4. But right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, anyway, what, where you find this is if um, it's, it's basically in, in the city. Uh, you're, walk, you're walking, it's on the wall where the theater is um, just before you meet up with Carlos in the diner. Uh, there's a little poster. I think the picture is actually from Resident Evil 2. It looks like the, zomb- like the zombie's head from the cover of that. But it does say Biohazard 4. Um, yes. So it's obviously hinting, which I, mean, I think, they, well, I guess this is what would have turned out to be Devil May Cry, wouldn't it? So Yes, it was the pre-development of Devil May Cry. It should also be noted that Resident Evil 3, Last Escape, or Nemesis, <laughs> yeah. was intended to come out later. It was mm. supposed to be the end of the PlayStation cycle and come out in 2000. And uh, it was supposed to be delayed because it was supposed to be Resident Evil Nemesis or Resident Evil Last Escape. And Code Veronica was supposed to be Resident Evil 3. So this was intended to be the guidance story that teases in 4. And then contractual obligations or something with Sony. Because I think they made a deal that they promised three games would come out on Sony's platform exclusively before anything came out on dreamcast so what they had to do is quickly change the names around and get resident evil 3 out fast 
mm-hmm. in order to allow that contract obligation to be good so it could be in launch window of the Dreamcast. So there you go. Just to explain that. But, uh, but, uh, it's a, it's a nice little wave though to, yeah. um, mm-hmm. This one I love. I didn't know it was in there, but it makes me want to replay The Force Unleashed, which, mm-hmm. thanks to PC, I have like a ton of these games I swore I'd never play again uh, from last gen. Uh, but in The Force Unleashed on 360 PS3 PC, in the Imperial Kashyyyk level, that's the Chewbacca level if you're not familiar, uh, there is a trophy room that has lots of Star Wars memorabilia in it. Uh, in the Force Unleashed, including a carbonite frozen Jar Jar Binks, and if you haven't seen <laughs> this, look it up. It's fucking hilarious because Jar Jar looks kind of like, kind of like uh, Han Solo, but they of course had to make him look like an idiot. So, of course, it's pretty <laughs> funny. But uh, anyway, so we can actually, I thought we could probably club all this next stuff together. We could do like a little Zelda section here. Because yeah. there's quite a few little Zelda um, little Easter eggs. Uh, well, it, well, the ones I've got written down here is... Um, I'll, I'll go with the N64 versions to begin with, because those are kind of like the common ones that people might know about. But in um, Zelda Ocarina of Time, there is a little kind of mini Easter egg in the courtyard when you play as uh, Young Link, when you first meet Zelda for the first time. And if you look very... Just kind of angle yourself just about right at the window, you'll see basically various mario pictures um in the background through a window so it's like from basically so i say nods to mario 64 mm-hmm. uh, so there's a picture of mario there's a picture of bowser i think there's a picture of peach in there but they're really really hard to see though they're even kind of blurry you have to just kind of get just the right like angle to see them um on top of that if you play majora's mask um the creepy mask salesman has a mario mask on the back of his on his little on his little <laughs> backpack um this actually caused. I remember actually people saying for a while actually if they always they always had the impression that you might actually be able to wear that or you can actually even unlock that. It goes kind of with our kind of like Urban Legends podcast we did a while ago. Yeah, um, I was going to say if for any reason you're not hearing uh, something you know, you might want to check our Urban Legends podcast mm. called "Did You Hear the One?" because there's a good chance it was an urban legend and not an actual Easter egg. <laughs> mm. So anyway. But yeah, you can get the mask and you can unlock it. It was, um, but it was just like a nod. Again, it was just a nod to you know another franchise. Um, another quick one was from you could, Yoshi made an appearance in. It was a Link's Awakening on the Game Boy or on the or Link's Awakening DX on the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically he. There's a little grabby mini game like of a little like by those little grabbing hand machines like those little arcade like things. The claw game, yeah. That's it, the claw game, and he's um, a toy you can pick up there. Um, and, and the wart, one isn't Wart in there. Uh, I thought I thought there's a statue of Wart in in Link's Awakening as well. I don't remember. Okay, maybe. I haven't played Link's Awakening in a long time. I bought it way back when on the 3DS. I need yeah. to go back and replay that. So mm. anyway, I know Yoshi says that, but I, know, I, I could be. He maybe. I do remember well. Yoshi as well, so mm. I know that one's true. So, mm. but the the really interesting one is this one uh, from A Link to the Past, uh, which is Chris Holihan's room. Holihan, Holihan, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Basically, Nintendo Power they held a contest uh, where a lucky winner would end up in, in basically end up in Legend of Zelda or basically have a reference in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and he was the winner of this. Um, and but basically, what it is is it's a room that's full. Well, of- actually, yeah, and I didn't talk about this. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show before, but what ended up happening was he was mm-hmm. supposed to get like his own room or something. Oh, and yeah. It might have been the Chris Houlihan room, but uh, whatever happened, this stuff ended up being cut. 
Okay. So, so yeah, he basically didn't get his prize from a magazine, which happens a lot, but still. So, but technically, it's still in the game. So. Mm-hmm. It's very, as far as I'm aware, it's very hard to find, or it's even unlocked uh, this room. Uh, basically, this room is basically a room full of um, five rupee pieces, but it does have a little sign on there as well that says, um, "It's like Chris Houlihan's room. Don't tell anyone." Yes, <laughs> if you, yes. If you read it on the wall. Um, yeah, yeah, you actually have some notes here of how to do it. So starting from the century, there's, there's five ways yeah. to get to it. This is the oh, really? way most people can do it. So mm. you have to fuck up the RAM. That's what you have to do. So you have to load too many screens into the RAM, mm-hmm. and then cause it to have to find a new spot, and it just overloads and drops you in Chris Houlihan's room. And almost immediately afterwards, and that's why there's a bunch of rupees in there, it keeps yeah. you in there for a minute so that it can like clear the RAM and get the next area built into it. So when you walk down the area you were supposed to go to is where you end up. Mm. So, anyway. But you weren't intended to go in here then? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like a room that basically when you glitch the SNES. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm sure you've seen that Super Mario World thing where that one guy glitched the RAM and kind of reprogrammed it. This is one of those where you just screw with the RAM and you're able to kind of reprogram the game. But instead, what you're doing is you're screwing with the RAM so it it gives you this as like a getting caught up. In a modern day, it would be like, well, it's loading. But mm. yeah. So. Cool. Oh, you want me to tell how to get it or? Oh, so no, 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 no I, can, I don't mind. Um, so as I say, uh, the, well, the common way of doing, it, I guess, is starting from the sanctuary and having the Pegasus boots equipped. Uh, you have to rush to the castle and enter through the south bush on the right side. And if you do it fast enough, you will drop into the room. Yep. You basically just need, I think you have to get there in like 28 seconds or something. Mm. So have your path memorized. Uh, but uh, yeah, you just, and, and when you load the game, it'll let you start from certain areas. Just start at the sanctuary. So, mm-hmm. Or you could just watch a video of someone doing it because it's, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well, we got to speed through these real quick. We're not going to get to the Mortal Kombat ones, but we talked about them a lot on the episode yeah. Test Your Might. So there you go. And I've got some more Mortal Kombat stuff coming up regarding developments this week because Mortal Kombat's coming out next week. You'll see some reviews and stuff. Actually, not reviews. They're now and thens. And then, of course, because I'm going to start this, uh, now with long-running series, we're going to do the story so far. I've already done that for Killzone, and it drives a large portion of our traffic to our site. Um, so I'm going to do the story so far for Mortal Kombat, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, I think I'm going to have that go <laughs> live luck. on Friday. So it's written, it's long, but uh, yeah. Uh, so you can skip to whatever game you like, and it's this weird thing where you go straight to Mortal Kombat 9 after yeah. Mortal Kombat 3. Or you go into the 3D ones, which are their own beasts. But anyway. And these are all only canonical things, but I do mention what the other endings are. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, okay, next up. You can visit LucasArts and Zombies Ate My Neighbors, or Zombies in, in, yep. in Europe. <laughs> On the SNES Genesis, all you have to do is enter the password QSD as in dog, Z as in zebra, and you'll be transported to a credit sequence that starts with you meeting George Lucas and then exploring the LucasArts office, complete with insane developers and, of course, tentacles. So, mm-hmm. have you ever done this? Uh, I've done, yeah, I have it's done fun. this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's great. It's just cute. So, um,. Oh, and real quick, before we move on, a couple of them were shout out real quick. Voss5 mentions that uh, Billy from Resident Evil Zero is mentioned in a note only on the N64 version of Resident Evil 2. Voss, yeah. shoot me an email if you know exactly where that is, because I'm going to be doing a version of Resident Evil yeah. 2 soon. I'd love to feature that. Uh, Fortingard mentions that Alistair, the boss from Devil May Cry 1, 
is uh, also uh, a boss in Beautiful Joe, and then he is playable in the first game. He's an unlockable character. Dante from Devil May Cry is a boss and a playable character in Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. And mm-hmm. Joe Musashi, the original Shinobi, is an unlockable character in uh, Shinobi PS2. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, all right, Jam, we got two more and we got two minutes. So let's do it. Uh, so yeah, the, well, the first, well, the, wait, Zork is um, it can be played in Call of Duty Black Ops. Yep. <laughs> so I think we briefly mentioned about this one a while ago. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I didn't know about this. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so at the title screen, you just have to press left and right trigger in rapid succession, and basically, as anyone knows, play this game, then you're 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 kind of a prisoner. Um, you break free, and once you do that, you can get up, you can go to the computer behind the chair and type Zork on the command line, and you can enjoy the entire game of Zork, a bit like the Maniac Mansion thing we were talking about yep, earlier. Yep, just like it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also access uh, Dead Ops Arcade here too, which is kind of like Smash TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know this one though, Fred. It's obviously in Black Ops Two. You can also um, you can also start a solo solo private match in Nuketown 2025 and shoot off the heads. If you shoot the heads off all the mannequins in twenty in bleh, ninety seconds, sorry, not twenty seconds or less, um, you can access TV and play tons of Atari 2600 games, including Pitfall, River Raid, and Kaboom. Yeah, there's a bunch of Activision Atari games that's on that uh, TV. I remember hearing about that. It's not hard, but it's also not that easy because there's multiple yeah. houses you have to blow the mannequins' heads off of. But yeah, and then for the rest of the round, you can just sit down and play the game. That's I guess you cool. could also do it in a multiplayer match, but uh, <laughs> you'd have a hell of a time trying to get through Pitfall. Uh- <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. And we'll wrap up with NBA Jam Tournament Edition. This is uh, true of any port of this game. Mostly, uh, it was pretty much on all 16-bit and 32-bit consoles. Fuck, I have a Jaguar copy. Was Um, it on the arcade as well? It was in the arcade games, yes. There are Mm. tons of initials you can put in, so you can look those up. But You can play as programmer Mark Tremiel, um, Benny the Bull, because Midway was in Chicago, and Benny the Bull is the Chicago Bulls mascot, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, (laughs) the Beastie Boys, and uh, even Scorpion. So uh, yeah, those are uh, those are the various different uh, unlockable characters. And mm-hmm. I think with that, we are going to uh, call it to a close. <laughs> Let VGO go. Plus, it sounds like my family has popped in. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, um, alrighty. Well. Uh, um, Oh, yes. Also, actually, we'll close with this one real quick. Saiwan says, if you put in fire jump, fire jump, fire jump, right start on the second player side of the title screen of Bubble Bobble, you get Super Bubble Bobble in the arcade. That's cool. And Voss5 says he thinks that uh, place is in the police station. Sweet. So... We'll call it to a close. Uh, Just remember, uh, go vote if you can. Um, The next game club that's up for vote is Sin and Punishment, Mega Man X, or uh, Majora's Mask. So Mm -hmm. those are the ones to vote for. Or you can elect something new. In order to do that, you must be a patron. So go to patreon.com forward slash gaming history 101 and donate if you like. Otherwise, you don't have to. Be sure to turn in those top 10 lists for the top 10 Genesis Mega Drive games for a chance to win Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. And I think I might just cut that down and say 360 or PS3. And if it's on sale, the Steam one, uh, just to make mm-hmm. it easier for everybody. And then also uh, tune in next week where we're doing Donkey Kong Country. So nice. we are going to be talking about the Donkey Kong Country. Even though I made it sound negative, I've done <laughs> no, yeah. plenty of research on it. And I have played and do enjoy those games. So I'm sorry to make those sound mm-hmm. negative. It's just there is so much praise for those games. And I don't know if they deserve 
that much. But we will talk about their we'll tech, what the they week. do, and all the games. <laughs> yes, and it will not be a negative vibe game. So, nope. anyway, with that in mind, until next week, peace out.